0: Welcome to the Henderson Teams Podcast, a place where you can stay up to date on what's happening around campus, as well as joining Pastor Nick and the team to dive deeper into the weekend message. New episodes drop on Mondays. Make sure to click the subscribe button below to be notified as soon as it's available. We're glad you're here. Now let's dive in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. We are now at episode number nine, sort of. Um, I'm going to call it episode nine because that bonus thing that I released last week that was inviting people to first step kind of made messed up the episode numbering system. So, so we're just going right. To this nine. is the eighth real podcast, but you're at episode number nine. And for those of you who listen to that two minute beauty, inviting you to first step, you're with me on number nine. So we're all good. Love it. Um, want to introduce a few people to you. We have a, a new, uh, guest today with us. Um, talk to the agent, lined it all up, got him with us. It's a guest speaker. His name is Jason Cho. What's up, Cho? Hello. Cho is the man, literally. Um, he, <laughs> <laughs> he, leads, he leads our high school kid kids. He's been around since 2014 and a half. Am 2008
1: is when I started coming to Central. Oh, Staffy? But Staff since 2016. That's cute. What about that
0: high school internee role that you were in?
1: Oh, that was, yeah, that was probably around the 14.
0: I mean, I know I'm dragging this out a little bit, but here's my earliest memory of Jason Cho. Hmm. I have just recently returned to Las Vegas, the City of Lights, <laughs> and <laughs> and I uh, came into the church and I saw Jason Cho being drug into the theater by about, I don't know, eight to ten students. And uh, he was, like, saying, no, 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 and, like, really upset, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on, and so I kind of follow this mob in there, and he gets pulled on the stage and tasered in front of everybody. Oh my wow. Do you yeah. remember that?
2: <laughs> Probably not.
0: <laughs> yeah, I try to psychologically repress that, but
1: uh, thanks for pulling the Band-Aid off. <laughs> it's, um, it's been a long recovery journey, and it's a place where it's okay not to be okay. Amen. <laughs> but... Whatever it takes to reach the street youths. Isn't that fun
0: <laughs> that that's literally the first time I met you? I think that's when God
1: revealed to you that we're going to be doing life together with that guy. Yeah.
0: It was like, this guy has an electrifying personality. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that's Jason Cho. Um, r- returning to the podcast is my beautiful wife, Ariel. Hi. She's here to um, keep us on track. And it really, she prevents us from saying anything weird. Or um, inappropriate. Yeah. Any rabbit trails.
2: Preventing is not the right word. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> so always appreciate your wisdom and insight. She's smarter than me, so it's, not true. it's good to have you around. And then our illustrious leader, the virtuous, mm. the strong, the incredible, our leader through and through, the one who leads us into the black, Yeah, this is that good. <laughs> is Henderson Location Pastor Nick Bodine. What's up, Nick? Thank you.
3: That's awesome. I want to meet that guy you just described. (laughs) He's he's the
0: best. Um, We've got a few people off camera today. We've got DJ Travis pushing the knobs, pulling the buttons. DJ, give us your best DJ horn. There it is. Mm. Uh, My boy Matt Blevins does the DJ horn every Monday night to remind me that he knows about it. So, what's up, Matt? And then we got uh, Kevin Devs in the background working on the spreadsheets. So the whole team's here. Everybody's a part. We love being here. We love joining you. And as always, we're going to start off our first segment with uh, letting our location pastor let us all in on the, the big secret of the week, which is what do we really need to know right now? What's that thing you got to know?
3: That one thing, uh, that one thing right now over the next four or five weeks uh, that we really want everybody to know. Is that we're doing a really awesome run up to Easter, and so we're gonna really take this season to help highlight um, each location's Easter times, and 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 really get try to get a lot of our church to move off of Easter Sunday. You know, if if they only have Easter Sunday, obviously we will want to see them there, but try to move them to either Friday night we have an experience then at Henderson, or on Saturday at one of the three times on Saturday. Um, but obviously, if Sunday's the only day that works, we'd still love to pe- see people come on Sunday. But nonetheless, we're trying to open up seats for brand new people showing up to the location on Sunday morning. We're also going to be pushing to invite friends and to sign up to serve at Easter. So since this is a volunteer podcast, what's the one thing you got to know and that you could be doing? is as you see new people join the team, make them feel accepted, make them feel like they belong, help them out, point them in the right direction, help create friendships. Cause we all know we could use more help, more people on the team. It is a big city and we just want to capitalize this moment where there'll be new people signing up to serve at Easter and hopefully uh, tie them up and, and force them to serve every single weekend with yes. us.
1: That's oh. my church. Or
3: just motivate them to give them such a great experience that they want to come back,
0: and that is awesome. And uh, I'm sure we'll have more to come over these uh, weeks. We'll probably highlight the different little behind the scenes, um, early access tidbits on what's going on with Easter. So we won't do too many spoilers right now. But I mean, really, we're going to be trying to get have our team rallied around that idea. Show up on Friday or Saturday and help serve on sunday and that is the way that you as a volunteer can make the biggest impact on easter this yep. year amen show amen sweet well without any further ado let's dive into the meat of the podcast my favorite segment it's that segment called going deeper Oh my um, goodness! so this is when we go deeper into the sermon of the weekend and this past weekend guest speaker herbert cooper he was awesome and uh, what'd you guys think? What'd you think of the of the coops?
3: Well, first I f- I feel like we need our ad.
0: Oh yeah. Like, what what is this week sponsored by? Well, this week is sponsored by Campbell
1: Soup Company. Soup so good you'll want to sell your birthright.
0: Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. Such a good tagline. <laughs> mm-hmm. Birthright good. such a that. great
3: transition <laughs> into Pastor Herbert's message <laughs> all on don't settle for soup. Mm when God's got
0: steak
3: steak, which before we got going on this podcast, we kind of bantered and I feel like we should kind of give them a little of that before we actually go deeper. We were bantering on, you know, did pastor Herbert offend vegetarians
0: in the room? Yeah, Yeah. Right. Holding up steak above his hand triumphantly, I would say, (laughs) or,
3: or did they just, they're like, Oh, I don't get it. I would go for the soup, you know, like what kind of soup is that? Um, so we were talking like, don't settle for soup when God's got what, like what are some? like, what would, mm. what's something that pastor Herbert could have held up for each right. one of you in this room that you would have been like, yeah, that's it. Cause it might not be steak for everyone. Right. Damn. For,
0: for Cho's generation, it would be don't sell for soup when God's got avocado toast, y'all. <laughs> ninety
1: nine plus tax. Right. And
0: don't forget to tip. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Very expensive.
3: Avocado toast. Is that the thing, Cho?
1: <laughs> yeah. A lot, a lot of people like it. That's like the yeah. five
0: years ago hipster thing.
1: Yeah. It's got
0: like a lot of good fats. Yeah. Good cholesterol.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I like <laughs> avocado toast personally. I don't know that that would have been like the home run for me mm. over soup,
0: but. Sure. when God's got, what, what do you think, babe? For you, it'd be sushi.
2: Yeah. Mm. But like the vegetarian version would be maybe iced coffee.
0: Oh, right. Because oh. like uh, raw slices of fish doesn't help mm-hmm. the uh, offensive piece. Yeah. Good point. Mm. When God's got tofu. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: doesn't rhyme. Too much? Yeah, it doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah.
0: <laughs> when God's got cake. Ooh, uh, cake. Cake. I mean, that seems safe, I would think.
3: Most people like cake. I know there's different ways you can prepare a cake, but we're not getting into that. We're just saying overall, yeah. in general, who doesn't like cake?
0: Yeah, we accept
1: all denominations of cake. Sure. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, yeah.
3: you guys can think about it. Shoot us your ideas. <laughs> Hit us up on social media.
2: Make us some cake.
0: Let us know if you're offended or not. It's always fun to know. The, the, you can use the,
3: uh, you can tag at don't you, don't Joe know. Is that what it is? <laughs> don't
1: Joe J- know. J-Cho J- you know.
3: <laughs> J-Cho you know. Don't you know.
1: Yep. Let me know if you're offended <laughs> and I will work on fixing that for you. He, he's great at it too. <laughs> That's All a so, so now we're ready to dive
0: deeper of the actual of the actual thing, the sermon.
3: I, I thought the message was incredible, and I wrote so many notes in my Bible, which is in the other room. So I'm going to do a quick uh, yeah, pop, step away from a the mic. Little pop
0: out. Yep, yeah, that's Travis great. Travis can go get it. Oh, uh, DJ Travis is going to get it. Thanks, DJ. Um, well, let's start off with um, Ariel. Then you always have good. thoughts. Why is it always
2: me first?
0: Well, we we as we've said in the past, we think Ariel's the most organized the most well structured in her notes. Like we actually recently sent our notes from this sermon actually to <laughs> somebody like, Hey, do you have those notes on you? So we shot them and I was embarrassed a little bit. Ariel's was on an iPad, uh color coded, formatted, underlined, yeah. bolded. There was like a I structure see your notes. to it. Mine was scratched on a piece of paper that <laughs> 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 it just didn't look pretty, but Anyway. jason's
2: jason's the avid note taker oh just, you stop just a little heads up good to know um you okay anyway uh okay so the he had three main points of when we settle three yeah three yeah um and the one that i felt well, he was preaching right to me was we settle when we're tired mm, yeah. um the main point that i pulled out of there that i have capitalized and underlined says um when you're tired, don't counsel yourself. Surround yourself with God's people and God's presence. Mm-hmm. That's good. Like, I know from my experience that anytime I've tried to get through situations by just relying on myself or trying to figure out on my own, that it's never as effective, nor does it make me feel helped or healthy um, as when I go to God in prayer, look for biblical truths to help my situation and then surround myself with people that are going to give me like advice from a God centered place. Yeah. That makes sense. So yeah, that was my major takeaway. And I have, I have an application I'll share later in that part of the podcast as to what I started doing to help with that on a daily basis.
3: And I, I feel like that one, which I want to get to the other two here in a second, but just to like kind of hone in on that first point that he made um, out of his three points, the, we settle when we're tired. I, you know, I know I'm going through the same thing. I, I think for the most part, maybe around central. Like, although all three of these are really are really good, and probably a lot of you know we struggle with all three of them. But if anything, I think this tired one like hits home for most people. Mm-hmm. I think we, you know, everything from marriages that might feel, you know, broken. Um, you know, we feel like we're. We, when he says settle in a marriage that is feeling broken, what he's saying is um, that you're going to settle with just giving up on the marriage. Uh, What he's not saying is that you already did settle. So get out. Um, He, you know, pastor Herbert is saying uh, what would be the wrong thing to do is then to just give up on the marriage and not stay in it and not fight for it and not work for it Mm -hmm. because you're tired. Like Mm -hmm. the easier thing would be to do is to step out of it or, you know, you're single. And so you're going to settle on, the first option that comes your way you're um tired in your job um and instead of praying about hey god what do you have for my future do i commit to this and and continue to try to succeed or is there or is there my next step um whatever that is you know i just i can't i can't kind of reemphasize enough that I think a lot of us are going through this. This was really good timing. This time of year seems busy and hectic and it was on time change weekend. So how uh, awesome that we were all already (laughs) tired uh, when he said that. But I don't, I don't know. I just think it's something a lot of people are dealing with and it's just good to hear like, don't give up, keep getting back to church, surround yourself um, with just God's people and then put yourself in his presence daily.
2: Other random thought. Um, That he didn't really touch on, but I was just kind of reminded is how important rest is Mm -hmm. and that God created us to rest. Like he created a day of rest. And this is why, because as Pastor Herbert said, when we're tired, we make bad choices. We let people take advantage of us and you can't think clearly. And so it's so important to make that a priority. Um, In our culture, it's like rest is almost like, oh, you're a wimp for taking a day off like everyone's Mm. grinding so hard and if you don't then you're not of the same caliber as everybody else but that's not true like god made it so that we need rest and we need to rely on him so i do yeah yeah, i did think about that
0: yeah no that's that's great and um i i was hitting on that note as well i think some other studies that have been in and uh uh, around lately have been around that idea of rest as well and Mm. um you know, I think a scripture that comes to, to play in this as well is, of course, we've got to structure our days. We've got to follow the example of God and, and uh, find rest. But then, of course, uh, there's this uh, scripture from Matthew 11 when Jesus said, Come to me, all you are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls." My yoke is easy to bear and my burden I give you is light. And yeah, to me that just like cries out like, yes, I need to, I need to watch myself and create rest, but to a point, like I can't just rely on when I try to rely on just my own schedule management, I suppose, to try to think I'm going to find rest. I'm always going to fall short unless I'm diving in scripturally and shining myself with, with Jesus and taking his rest upon me and get the soul rest. And I think that's a that's a good piece as well. And um, yeah. What do you think, Cho?
1: Yeah, it actually reminds me of something that Jeff Kuanuka, the junior high pastor.
0: Shout out. Shout out, <laughs> Jeff. Uh, shared last week in a
1: Devo uh, when he was talking about like God created yeah. everything in six days. And on the seventh day he rested. But he actually created on all seven days because he created rest mm-hmm. on that seventh yeah, day. that's good. And I think that's so important for us to remember just with the busyness of life and we're in spring. So kids got sports, families are running crazy. There's a lot going on. But man, if we can't find that moment of quiet, we're missing a lot. You yeah. Know that guy wants to show. That's so true.
3: And I, I know for me, like sometimes when I hear rest, you know, it's like back in the day, I would escape into like video games because it was just mindless. So it was like. Uh, that could be an escape or I know, you know, several people it's like, Hey, I'm just going to Netflix binge. Right. Like I don't have to think I can just watch. And all of those are like good forms of rest, you know, just having a day off, but don't forget to surround yourself in God's presence. I mean, that's where you're going to truly find rest. Like, uh, it really leads us into our next one. When we rest with Netflix or rest in other ways, we're settling for instant gratification, which was his second point. Um, you're really
2: convicting me right now. Yeah. My Netflix I, a lot. I <laughs> got to get rid of my Xbox <laughs> this
3: podcast. And I think it's important. Like I, I do the same, like I'll escape into a movie, a TV show, uh, something mindless. Cause sometimes I just, I'm trying to get my mind off of it, but we shouldn't be trading it instead of putting ourselves yeah, in God's yeah. presence first. And that doesn't have to be like eight hours. That doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be all day. Um, It's really up to you and you really feel like you've you've put yourself before God and had that time. You know, there's not a prescribed time. But if you're looking for a day of rest, I'd almost start with that um, so that a whole day doesn't go by of just mindlessness um, and, you know, you never gave him a chance to put you and give you that rest.
2: Yeah, he um, posed a couple of questions. He's uh, Pastor Herbert said, you know, what would your future self tell you now? And I like think back in my twenties, like my early twenties, of all the instant gratification choices that I made, knowing I wanted something different or better for myself ten years. Like that's not a long time from twenty to thirty, although it feels like it when you're twenty. So definitely like over this week, think about, you know, where you're at. Like what would your future self tell you? What would your future job tell you? What would your future grandkids or your future spouse tell you about the decisions oh, you're making? Oh man, right now? when when
3: it was like what would your future kids tell you? I, was mm, like, I
2: know that's the one
3: that crushes me. And I, and I love the point. I'm sorry if somebody else wrote this down, but the don't give up on what you want most for what yeah, you want yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Like just that one smacked me. Like how many times do I do that? Like instead of focusing on what I want most, like I tell myself all the time, like I want to raise kids that just look back and be like, dad was there intentional, yeah, committed. That's good. And then, you know, I'll have a day where like oh, I just want a night away from the kids. I want a babysitter. I want to. A- <laughs> Here's your iPad. I love them. You know, most of the time I'm in it, but sometimes I'm just so tired. You know, maybe that's why we're settling for instant gratification because we're also, right? You know, to point one tired. Mm.
0: And the 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 wheel of urgency is always there. Like this is urgent now. This is urgent now. Then I can get into my routine. Um, But then it the urgency never goes away. <laughs> yeah.
2: If everything's urgent, You're absolutely right. And nothing is. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Um, I know another piece that he hit on, uh, we were talking about earlier, is uh, you know, God is referred to as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob often um, throughout the Old Testament and into the New Testament. The apostles, um, Jesus, use that idea of God, the uh the god of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. So, Esau and Jacob, this story right here of the selling the birthright for the soup, that does a couple of funny things to that um that dynamic. And uh you know, Pastor Cooper talked about like it could have been Abraham, Isaac and Esau. And that's kind of like a weird thought um for me at first. I'm like, "Oh, wait, Esau he murdered that guy. That's kind of messed up." But um I don't know, like the more I was thinking about it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that come with that. And, um, and, and this is kind of what I landed on. Like you got the Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of like that association kind of makes you initially feel like, okay, so those were the good guys. Esau was the bad guy. He could have been the good guy, but like, think of this specific story, even like Jacob is this little trickster who's kind of screwing his brother out of this blessing just because he's taking advantage of of the situation. Uh, So it's not really as simple as like um, who are the good guys and the bad guys. And um, I think that that's kind of one of the big themes that I, that I catch onto and and make really make me feel uplifted, like hopefully not in a bad way, but all of these um, heroes of scripture have major flaws, major character flaws, Jacob included. And um, I I think God put that in the word and made that clear so that we know like you can't feel that your flaws are going to prevent you from being a big part of his story. So don't let like the past haunt you. Don't let a bad decision or a stumble haunt you like God chooses to use those types of people so that his name will be glorified and that we're not looking to the obvious heroes and we're not lifting up people in place of, of God. So anyway, I don't know if you guys like thought about anything in that little thing, but like, I kind of see it from both ways. Like, Oh, that's true. It could have been Abraham, Isaac and Esau. But on the other hand, I'm like, Jacob wasn't that great either. Yeah, absolutely.
3: (laughs) And, and what he, you know um, in case anybody, you know, as you're hearing pastor Herbert on this point, you know, he, it was point three, which is we settle because we don't see, the future blessing. So right. his big thought around this is that he, if Esau could have seen what he was trading for a bowl of soup, he probably would have just suppressed the hangry feeling mm-hmm. and just, you know, not made that deal. Um, and so, you know, so many times because we can't see our future blessing because we can't see what um, God has in store for us, which, you know, is an element of faith. Like you got to have uh uh, faith in God in your future. And if you can have faith there, um, even though you can't see it, you know, that by committing to it and, and not giving up and staying strong and not trading for instant gratification, or just because you're tired, that your future blessing will be so much greater mm-hmm. than what you can get right now. So, you know, he really harped on, uh, or he just dropped the bomb of like act 732, um, you know, I think the way he w- said it was supposed to be Esau, not Jacob. You could hear it as um, it could have been Esau, not Jacob. Yeah. But yet, God still uses people and their flaws. God still uses people, um, you know, that that mess up. Um, just because you might have settled in the past, doesn't mean that God still doesn't have a greater. Uh, blessing for your future in fact god probably could have still had a great future for esau even though he traded for a bowl of soup but esau kind of uh he he spun out after that (laughs) (laughs) he did not do well after he felt like he got tricked out of his birthright
1: I love what you're saying, Nick. I think it resonates a lot with me and especially this idea like we settle because we don't see the future blessing. And I think of things like when we're inviting people to, let's say, Easter at Central, you know, it could just be like, especially if you've been around Central for a while, it's just like, oh, it's another Easter. You know, I've invited everyone I know, so I guess I don't have anyone else to invite, but if God wants me to invite someone, he'll bring someone across my path. But um, I had a really cool opportunity to celebrate and see this in action in my own life. I invited uh, my HOA lady to Christmas at Central a couple months back. And uh, she actually came, saved her some seats. She brought her aunt and her daughter. And uh, she made a decision to name Jesus the leader and forgiver of her life that night when Judd did draw the net. So I was like, that's incredible. Then a couple days later on Christmas Eve, she said, hey, do you by any chance have any more of those Christmas experiences? And I was like, oh, honey, if you only knew, <laughs> yeah. we've got four today. We got four. Let me know which one you want to come to, and I'll save you some seats. So she brought the rest of her family. But then she, like, jumped into First Step, and we just had that First Step graduation uh, a couple days ago. And it was so cool because she made the decision to get baptized. Yeah. And I'm just looking at, like, how fast her life is moving. I like how radically God is transforming her and it's because of this whole idea you yeah. know that i didn't settle i, I could have easily talked myself out of it cuz i'd actually invited her before mm. but she had lost my number but in my mind i thought well maybe she was being polite and didn't didn't really want to come to church but right. i thought well it's christmas everyone wants to do mm-hmm. something for christmas so yeah. i i went back in and she was like oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're here. I lost your number. I forgot your last name. <laughs> I was hoping somehow we would get connected again.
3: Oh, that's awesome. And a cool part of this story, like just totally got at work is, uh, I got reached out to through, Inst- uh, maybe it was my text message no, it was Instagram, Instagram, um, by her, oh. uh, her telling me, yeah. Hey, I want to uh, I'm where she had just said we're really um, contemplating taking a next step in baptism this weekend, and I'm like, ooh, I'm not gonna let her just sit there and contemplate it. Like we're, I'm I'm leading her over the line. Oh, yeah. Let's let's do it. Let's get baptized. So I'm like, well, can the team and I get you baptized this weekend? Love to, you know, if that's too much of a rush, understand, but would love to just go ahead and and get you baptized. And she said, you know, just, I'm struggling through some things. Um, I don't know why I'm having some fear here. So I could tell like, this is one, like she needs a little extra time to talk about it this weekend. And so I was hosting, I knew I wouldn't be able to, um, help her on that weekend. Um, was that this last weekend? It might've been, but yeah, this last Saturday. So I was, um, so I reached out to Ariel and just said, Hey, is there any way that you can set uh, uh, Cho to, connect with her and just kind of help explain baptism and walk her through this, her fears, not knowing that Cho was the one (laughs) that invited her, led her to Christ. And, you know, just what better person to now walk her through baptism
1: and baptize her. Like just, yeah, it it gets even crazier because then when, um, Ariel reached out to me, I, I called her and we had like this 45 minute conversation just about some kind of preconceived notion she had coming into, into faith and with things moving so fast. And I was just like, Oh no, like this is a journey for all of us. Yes. Know that like, you don't have to be perfect to get baptized. This is your declaration. This is you saying you're all in. Yep. And then she was like almost tearing up and she said, can I tell you something? And I'm like, at this point, tell me anything. <laughs> like, I think we're best buds right now. You want to do karate in the garage? Thank you. You're welcome. But, um, she actually texted me a picture. She had drawn a heart. She's a bit of an artist and she drawn this heart, like an anatomical heart. Oh wow, I, like, I can draw a heart, but not an anatomical yeah, heart. Yeah, no, like sure. it was like <laughs> fancy. And she sent it to me and I was like, oh, that's cool. And she's like, no, I drew this before I started coming to Central and I didn't know what it meant. And then at Central Live, mm. we were singing Rebel Heart and everything just clicked. Like oh, it wow. all made sense. And like I could see clearly, and I'm getting chills while I'm talking to her because I'm like, only God knows, like only God goes to such extent, like yeah. such great length, so to like connect with every single person. I just think it's so cool that we get like a front row seat as a team of volunteers and staff to just like connect with these people on a weekend to see what God will do. Yeah.
3: And and that brings up a good point. Just at first step, I, I brought up, you know, I'm, I'm telling all these new graduates, which we had two full rooms this last Saturday night at Henderson and I'm looking at all of them, you know, telling them that when you serve, like you get a front row seat to seeing like all the life change Mm. that God is doing. Like you get your own VIP experience here at central of being right in front of those people walking through the doors that just need a rescue. And so I have, you know, I know I'm constantly reminding myself, I know, um, volunteers i know how much you guys put in how much time and effort and energy and you just do it to serve your church and serve god and um, i just hope you you're always you never lose the heart of just being so grateful that yeah. we get to do this like it's a yeah. privilege to do this and um, especially to do it at a church like central where um, you can just sense god's hand and god's favor and and his blessing on the life change we see Daily and weekly.
2: Yeah, the past few times that Pastor Herbert's been here, he opens up his message saying that. And I think the first time I heard him say it, it was like, not including this time, but like two messages ago, where he's like, "Don't take for granted what's happening at Central. He's like, this is not normal. Right. What's happening here is not what you see at other churches no, around so the country. Good. Yeah, it's so true.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's great. Well, um, I think you shared a little bit of one, but what do you guys have for application? time what do you have um that you're either applying into your own life or that you would suggest uh one of these guys try out in theirs
2: okay this it might be a little bit radical and a little dramatic of me but this is what it's perfect for the 90s oh nailed it hey (laughs) might be bodacious (laughs) um (laughs) oh i've dated myself okay anyway um when uh, i was kind of just thinking on pastor herbert's point about surround yourself with God's people and God's presence. Um, I was noticing, and I I kind of felt this right before I got, um, or right before Hannah was born uh, seven months ago, that um, I spend a lot of time on Instagram. And how I know that is if you look on your battery percentage in your settings, you can tell (laughs) which app you spend the most time on. So it's like mail, photos, and Instagram are like my top three. So I was noticing, I was feeling overwhelmed by all the stuff like in my timeline that I scroll through or the stories like I I'm, I could get sucked in for like half an hour just going through everything and yeah. then I started realizing that I'm missing a lot of like the lives of the people that I actually know because I'm following accounts like like stores like Express I followed um, Jimmy Fallon celebrities things like that so back right before Hannah was born I started unfollowing certain accounts that I was like, okay, I just need to just start decluttering a little bit. After his message on Saturday, um, on Sunday, I started going back through and re-looking at that, um, and really like, really honing in on like, okay, who or which accounts should I actually follow that are going to speak life and encourage me and uplift me. So I unfollowed a lot of, you know, like celebrity accounts. I unfollowed express, which was really hard for me because I love that clothing store. Sorry express. Um, And I started following a lot of pastors, female speakers that I haven't been following, not realizing I haven't even been following them. Um, So that when I open it, it's either like my people that I see constantly that are in my, like friendships right now, my family, or I'm opening it and seeing like a verse of the day or a motivational thought of the day as opposed to buy this outfit
0: you can't afford. (laughs) Right,
3: no, that's really good.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Um, For me, it was uh, just this idea to pray for, to seek out um, just a new level of confidence in your calling, Um, just feeling good with yourself and knowing that it's what where you are at, where where you're at now, where you're gonna go, where you're coming from, like it all is gonna stem from a happiness side and a contentment side on one thing only, and that's just diving in, staying in the rooted in the word and leaning on on God to give you your rest, God to give you your purpose and calling. And um, you know, specifically the the way that sprung out of the story, we started getting into it with the whole um Jacob and Esau dynamic, I actually kind of bumbled what I was saying earlier. Cause, uh, this other idea that flows throughout scripture is that oftentimes God didn't, doesn't use the one that you would expect in all of these stories. Um, you know, you can go through start to finish. I actually said, I think I actually said that Esau killed Jacob. You did. I was talking we about Cain and Abel yeah. at that time, but it was cause I, that was fresh on my mind. Um, all these duos throughout the old Testament. So there's Cain and Abel Cain's the older brother. And, um, that ends up killing Abel, right? The, you know, better, the one that kind of had the, the promise at the time. Anyway, so there's Cain and Abel, Jacob and Esau. And it just continues on the Kings. Like everyone wanted Saul, the big, tall, strong King, but it was David, the one who was just the young, way too young shepherd boy. Surely God wouldn't use him to, to make a difference. Like he's just a kid. Right. So it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter. Like you're probably in a better position to be used in a greater way if you aren't the obvious choice. Mm -hmm. So don't feel like you got to change yourself to be, to fit the mold of the leader or fit the mold of um, the hero ever. Like it's almost like, no, be confident and rooted in what you're at and just pray for God's leading. So anyway, for me, you know, I'm trying to relook at like, um, I find that I typically like lean into what what's the one thing I can see myself in the future um, just because of uh, what I naturally think that I look like or fit like, or maybe I just need to not worry about that at all. Just focus on my relationship with God, be open to anything and everything, because at the end of the day, he's probably going to use me in a more unlikely way than I'm thinking about right now. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's my plan and not his plan. So anyway, that's my two cents. Good. Jay Cho, which, what do you know? Which
3: Brandon, you you know, he w- He wanted to kill Jacob.
0: <laughs> he wanted to, right? So I you know. were. You were totally, <laughs> yeah. totally I mean, out. like I know, like with one hundred percent certainty. Like even when I was saying it earlier, I'm like, wait, what? Like obviously, <laughs> Jacob's Jacob's for sure not dead. He's like the line. Of <laughs> yeah, he's still got to go wrestle with God, bro. <laughs> so I, don't I don't know how that got twisted. And birth all a those
3: sons, right? surprise on sons
0: on sons on sons i don't know
3: that feeling (laughs) neither does joe yeah Yeah. Uh, joe's
0: uh, got sons uh, in his future though i'm gonna prophesy today jason you will be the father of three boys oh Oh. my goodness i received that and i I, I I gotta text angela real quick
1: (laughs) (laughs) what's your
3: application Joe?
1: um what you're saying Brandon really resonates with me I think I've heard it said before that God doesn't call the qualified he qualifies the called and I think a lot of times we look at ourselves and we think well I'm not good enough or I don't have those skills or I'm not like that or my story is a little messier than everyone else's I'm not sure if God could or would want to use me but that's what I love so much about like our Henderson volunteer team like you look around and you see all the different people serving from all different backgrounds all different nationalities and it's like God's doing something incredible here. And I think that's so inspiring Uh, for me personally, whenever I hear talks like this, and especially after this weekend, because Pastor Herbert Cooper did like, just smash me in the face. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, It has me thinking about the difference between sacrifice and investing. Like sacrifice is when we give something up, but investing is when we give something up because we have a full expectation to get something better Mm. in return. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when we serve, especially in a volunteer role or in a lot of our capacities, it can be thankless a lot of the times. It can be frustrating. It can be stressful. Mm-hmm. We can get chewed up by people that we're just trying to serve and help. But then I, I think, man, like at some point, this person's going to get it. You know, right. this person's going to hear what. Pastor Judd has to say, or or whoever's speaking that weekend has to say, and this might be the the turning point where they actually get it and their life makes a change. So with a smile, with a hug, with a high five, we're gonna do our best always, yeah. uh, just because we're investing, we're not sacrificing, we're investing in God's kingdom. Yeah. So um, that's kind of what I felt, and even in my own personal life, I'm I'm not a gym rat by any means, but I got up at four in the a.m. I saw
2: that on your Instagram. I went
1: to the gym today. Thank you, Herbert Cooper. My wife thanks you.
2: <laughs> she thinks you're crazy.
1: Um, yeah, actually, she thinks I'm crazy. She doesn't see the results yet. Uh, She's more instant gratification. She doesn't see your future. Yeah, my future, my, my future body's like, like super chiseled, washboard of abs. I keep telling her, she just doesn't believe it. Yeah, just wait for the future. Yeah, person. she doesn't. She doesn't have the eyes of faith.
0: <laughs> oh so my goodness. Does. <laughs> <laughs> They've got my
1: it's a hunk free zone. (laughs) a lunk lunk free zone
3: Uh, well my I'll finish up my application it's just really you know I I truly believe um, without a shadow of a doubt that someone still listening to this um, podcast is getting ready to uh, settle either out of tiredness or because uh, they want instant instant gratification or maybe it's both Um, and my word to you right now is just hang on don't settle um realize you're tired find rest get in god's presence um for a lot of us you know the best way that we can combat that that desire to just settle is just wake up in the morning the first 10 minutes of your morning like just wake up 10 minutes earlier i know for some of us that's hard but if you don't have the margin right now in the morning whatever you would have set your alarm for just make it 10 minutes earlier And just get into God's word and get before him for just 10 minutes and let that set your day. I promise you, you're going to think that you're not getting as as much rest because you're getting up 10 minutes earlier, but you will feel so much more rested throughout your day than that 10 more minutes of sleep would have gotten you. So just try to do that for a week and uh, find me in the lobby this next weekend and tell me I'm wrong if I'm wrong, Um, but I don't feel like I'm wrong.
2: Can I can I do two applications? Can I do one more to tag on to yours? Yeah. Um, tag it. Get into a group, like as an introvert and someone who has a full calendar. Like it's really hard for me to commit to that, and I've finally done it. And yeah. honestly, like if the two pieces are to immerse yourself in God's presence and God's people. Like that is the best way to do it. Like yep. create a group with people on your volunteer teams or ask Nikki if there's a specific type of group you want to be a part of Nikki McMullen. Um, yeah. You got to really do good. it.
0: Yeah. Brilliant. I love that. And when you're coming in community weekend, with people mm-hmm. and when you're seeking us out and finding us, I hope that you're wearing your nineties gear. Cause Nick and I are going to be <laughs> full on folks, full on nineties. We don't want to be alone. Uh, thank you to those of you guys who picked up like those, uh, Fanny packs and visors, that was awesome. But this weekend, this weekend straight off the presses from DJ Travis burr, 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 is um it's bring your own neon and we'll supplied supply the slap bracelets. Ooh, so it's neon and slap yes. bracelets. Boys and girls, let's get 90s
3: Come to church this <laughs> weekend and get slapped. Yeah.
0: That's a great way to
2: It's a great way to shock and bite people yeah. on your social media.
0: Ding dong your neighbors. <laughs> When they come to the door, just be like, "Yo, do you want to get slapped on Sunday morning, or Saturday in the five o'clock ish time? Come to <laughs> my church, get slapped."
3: My church wants to
1: slap you. All right,
0: we're not the uh, yeah, we're not the outreach jingle people. It sounds like, Joe. Yeah. So how would you do that in a better way? Outro. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: Me. What God. just happened? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 on that note, uh,
3: so Nick, we'll stick to player. Romans
1: eight. <laughs> That's probably good. No
3: matter <laughs> if you're trying to settle this weekend, if you're tired, if you want instant gratification, if you can't see the future blessing, or someone's trying to slap you with the bracelet, mm. hold on to Romans eight. God is for us. Who, Who can could be, be against, against us? us? Have a great week, guys. See you. Love you